A people bursting with God news. A people bursting with God news, not just good news, but God news. Why God news? Because he's involved in what he's doing in us. It's God news because he's in the midst of it. He's forming, he's building, he's developing, he's creating something inside of you and me. And time and process, formation and development are vital in this journey of life, and they're vital in our faith, our faith. You know, Christmas is when we stop and we celebrate life, glory, and hope, and faith that it came into this world alive, breath in it, Emmanuel, God, here with us. And we celebrate the birth of Jesus. But it didn't just happen. There was a process. The story didn't start in a manger. It started with a young girl named Mary, a young girl named Mary, who gave God her yes. She yielded herself to the workings of God, and because of that, God formed someone in her. She bore Jesus. See, time and process is a part of life. God didn't just create in one day everything. It's six days of creation He created there's a process. Do you like to wait? Does anyone like, you enjoy waiting. You're in, the, you're in Target today. You're in Walmart. You're in the supermarket. You see a long line, and you go, thank you, God. Do you say that? Are you that holy? Look at this opportunity. I get to talk to everybody. We don't like waiting, process, spinny wheels for internet. We don't enjoy that stuff. But do you know oftentimes in our spiritual faith, in our journey, where God is developing and building something in us, if we surrender to process and what he wants to do inside of us, something beautiful and holy is being formed. We're going to read from Luke chapter 1. We're going to talk and jump into the story of Mary. And I'm just going to give you a little background, okay? Mary is a young woman who is in the midst of her everyday life, She's, she's get engaged to a man named Joseph. She's going to get married. She's going to start her life. And all of a sudden, it's interrupted. She's visited by an angel, and the angel says these words to her. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was troubled and wondering, what are you saying? What's happening? The, the confusion of this interruption. And yet she's also afraid and fearful. All of a sudden, this angel appears, greetings, and he says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Can I tell you something? If you're here and you say, oh, I'm only here because mom promised she would cook something for me after this, and so I'm here. I get it. My mom's a good cook too. She can persuade me with that. Or if you're here because you wandered in and you're lonely, we're so glad you're here. Or if you're here because you always come here and you have for decades and decades, we're glad you're here. But all of us, because we're in this place and we're together now, and our eyes are not on ourselves, but our eyes are peering up and they're looking towards God and who He is on this beautiful day, we now have the opportunity to also be ones who God finds favor in and on. 
if we're ready to give him our yes and our yielding to what he's doing. She asked, how? How is this going to happen? You're going to bear a son and call him Jesus, and he will be God. And the angel replied to Mary's question, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And look, your relative Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son in her old age. That would be John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Although she was called barren, she is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And so Mary said, yes, yes, I am a servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. See, God desires to form, build, and develop something in you and something in me for us and the world around us. He desires to form and develop something in us. Not just good, but godly. Something inside that his hands are involved in in creation. Now, I know we got young kids here, and you're probably sitting there like I would or my kids would and say, what does God want to build inside of me? What's going to happen to me? Can I take a moment, everyone, to just talk to all the kids in the room? Okay. Let me give you just a little analogy, a little philosophy lesson. So we have physical things, and we have metaphysical things. I know everyone's like, whoa, we're getting deep here. Physical things. Does anyone get hungry? Kids, do you get hungry, and does your belly make this noise sometimes? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, no, that's my dad. His, his belly is so loud. And you have hunger pains. And so your stomach and your body, your physical body, is saying, I'm hungry. I feel the pain of hunger. I'm growling at you. Mm-hmm. And so feed me. You know, that's your physical body. But what about this? If you were out on the playground, and all of a sudden, on that playground, you saw another little kid being bullied, and they got hit by someone else. You'd see that, and you'd have pain in your heart and in your soul. You'd feel that pain there. And though it's not in your physical body, you feel it in your soul. That's the metaphysical, but it's just as real. So what does God want to do? What does Jesus want to form in you? He wants to form something beautiful in your heart and soul. And everyone else in here, guess what? He wants to do something beautiful inside of you and inside of me. And it's for all people in all ages. Don't discount yourself. Come on. Really, though, what is, what is God doing in me? I think I'm on my way out. I've hit that season in that place. I'm on my way out. Or you know what? I'm too young. I really don't know all that's happening. I've got so many fun things ahead of me. I kind of, I just want to jump to the next thing. And you're talking about God building something and forming something inside of me that's for me and the world around me. You know what's amazing about the story of the nativity is that we see all ages are involved. You have this young girl, Mary, 
And then you have this older woman, Elizabeth. And both of them, God is creating and forming a miracle inside of them. God wants to create something beautiful, sacred, and holy inside of you and me. And he is. The first question is, do you allow him to do that? Will you allow him to do that? The second question is, maybe he's begun that, but you're not seeing any results just yet. You're not seeing any, maybe you're seeing discomfort. Like the first trimester for a pregnant lady, when she has morning sickness, doesn't look comfortable at all. But something's happening inside of her. Something's being formed and built inside of her and who she is. And so some of you might say, man, you know what? I'm super uncomfortable in this season of life. Actually, Christmas just brings all the things that I'm disappointed with to the surface. All the things that make me uncomfortable, even in these settings, like here, right now, with all these smiling and happy people, I feel something. I want to tell you that if that's you tonight, man, God's favor is looking upon you. God's favor is looking upon you, and he wants to build something beautiful in you. He wants to even take those moments and places of discomfort that you have and you feel right now, and he wants to restore. He wants to get his hands in there so he can begin to form and do what he does best, which is build something and develop something in us, for us, and for the world around us. Don't discount yourself. I'm too young. I'm too old. Don't discount yourself. You know, the Apostle Paul in Galatians 4 says this. 4 verse 19, he talks about how he says, I have these labor pains praying and crying out that Christ would be formed in you. That Christ would be formed in us, in our heart and in our soul. And the world needs Christ in all that he is. Will we allow God to form the goodness of Christ in us? It's not by your works or my works. It's by our posture and our willingness. And here's something very important. It's holy because it's from the inside out. It's holy because it's from the inside out. Oftentimes, our holiness is not defined by all the things that we do around us or that happens around us and circulates us. Our holiness is built from the inside out. A posture in here. Holiness. So these are the moments that you and I get to say, God, you mean you can build something holy in me? Yes. If you let him. If you let him. If you give him your yes, and your surrender, he'll build something in you, and it'll be holy. See, and when holiness starts from the inside, the world can't take it from you because it's defined by the one who created it in you. We get it wrong when we think we have to have just the best works. We have to do the best things. All me, 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 and what I can do. No, Holiness is from his hands building something inside of you and me. And that's what's so beautiful. 
Mary was yielding herself to God and His work. But you know what? There's an important word in this whole narrative. The Most High will overshadow you. Overshadow you. The word overshadow is used throughout the Bible from beginning to end. It's an enveloping and a surrounding of God and His presence. The worship team can actually come back up at this time. His brilliance surrounding you. It's not this dark thing, but it's actually being surrounded by light. The brilliance of His presence and His light that's surrounding you. See, Mary is considered a holy woman and a blessed woman. She says it in the song she'll sing later where she says, all generations will call me blessed. And she's saying it from this humble place. See, blessing is something that overshadows us and covers us. Blessing is covering. When you read about blessing and how important it is, someone being blessed all throughout the Bible and even ancient cultures and civilizations, it was often something that required someone of authority and a covering over you to extend their hand and their right hand and bless you. And it was a covering. It was an overshadowing. See, while God's building something in us, we have to also make sure that we stay near and close to Him. That we're overshadowed by Him. Psalm 91 is one of the most beautiful psalms in the Scriptures. Whoever dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And later on, it talks about how he will cover us with his feathers. And under his wings, we will find refuge. See, as God's building something in you. See, Mary got this heavy word, and she didn't even understand the fullness of it, but she gave him her yes, and she yielded herself to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit, to his plans and something began to be formed inside of her and who she was. There was this posture God was building and also Christ himself, Emmanuel, that she would carry him in her. What a gift. But yet she wasn't alone. For God, the Most High, would overshadow her and be with her. And she just had to stay near. And I am sure there were so many moments where she felt alone. So many moments where she felt discouraged or uncertain or fearful and afraid. But she remembered, he'll overshadow me. That means he's with me. He's beside me. He's right next to me. What, or better yet, who you place your life under will affect what's being developed inside of you. What are you placing your life under? What are you looking to be your covering? Is it yourself? It's not going to protect you and help you. It'll take you somewhere. It'll take you to the world standard where it seems far. But there'll be moments you can't do it on your own. Are you looking for someone else or something to cover you and overshadow you? And then you wonder while you're in this inner turmoil, 
See, you can have tension in here because God's forming something and creating something, but it doesn't have to be turmoil because when he covers you with his feathers and under his wings you find refuge, you'll see he builds something beautiful inside of you and me. It's both the holy life, the work on the inside, and the blessed life who we come under to cover us. That his banner over us would be love. Love came down to be with us. It's amazing that out of Mary would come Christ, fully God and all that he is and fully man, and Christ would become all of humanity's covering this young lady's yes and yielding to what God was doing in her. We have all been recipients of that blessing and that blessed life. See, Mary is holy because of the process she held on the inside even before she held the promise on the outside. She's holy because she held the process on the inside of what God was doing in here even before she held the promise on the outside in that stable around that manger. Church, what I'm inviting you into is not my idea. It's God's idea. People of God are those who feel like they're on the outside tonight. We're inviting you inside to the beautiful work that he does, and it starts in here. And you may not see it yet. You may not see it yet. It's uncomfortable Let's just go with the analogy. Use the analogy of a pregnant lady. I mean, every, when Anna, when she gets pregnant, I know that my side of the bed has gone from this to this because of all the pillows that are around us. Because she's uncomfortable. But something beautiful is being formed inside of her. I don't want to wait. You have to wait. Maybe for some of us, we're just impatient. God, what are you doing in me this year? I mean, I want to see it. I want to hold it. But we have to be patient. We have to wait. We have to surrender to the process and what he's doing in us and what he's building and forming in us because what he's doing is sacred and holy and it's what we need, the internal work, and the world needs what will be produced from us. But it's got to be his hands. Church, can we stand up this evening on this beautiful Christmas Eve? You know, I want to encourage you with one thing. In the midst of the waiting, and it's beautiful. Why? It's beautiful because it's not just good news. It's God's news. The goodness of what he's doing and his presence involved and what he's building and forming in you and in me. God news, the world needs, his hands, what he forms in you. Me, come on, I mean, who am I? I'm sure Mary thought the same thing. She wondered, what is happening? Your yes and your yielding to him. Oh, he's gonna form something holy and beautiful in you. You won't even be aware. When a woman's pregnant, she's not thinking, okay, now make the heart. Now 
make the liver. Oh my goodness, I forgot to make the lungs yesterday. It's not happening. But the miracle of life is stirring inside of her because of the creator. So what do you have to do and what do I have to do? Just allow him. God, keep forming and building in me whatever it is you need to build in me. God, let me stay close to you in the midst of my questions and my doubts. Let me look for you to be my covering and in that I promise you, you will see and live a blessed life because he is your banner. He is your covering. He overshadows you and that's the best place to be. And in the midst of that whole process, you know what we see Mary does? She worships. She hasn't seen or held the promise yet. She has just heard the news and she feels the stirring within her. And yet in the midst of that, from faith and hope, she sings, she worships. Luke chapter one, you can read Mary's hymn of praise and declaration of who God is and what he's doing. Church, we are a people who in the midst of the stirring within us and the chaos in the world around us, we worship God. And when we worship him, we're declaring who he is and what he does. He is a good father and he is building something holy in you. And you and I can live a blessed life. Lord, we thank you that we can worship you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, that you are stirring something in us, that you are building and forming. And though we haven't held the promises yet, we will hold to you in the midst of it all, for you are faithful. We love you and we worship you. We worship you because you are worthy of our praise. We say all of this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.